Good morning. It's, it's great to be here today in the Lord's house and with all of you. I feel like um, a spiritual mom to many of you. And so it's, a, it's just a great day to just enjoy the Lord today in his presence. Let's just bow our heads and invite the Holy Spirit to come in. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are present right now, that you were present with us all during worship. And now, Lord, I just pray that um, you would bless the reading of your word, that you would bless the word as it comes forth and it would go deep into our hearts. And this would just be a reminder to all of us, including mothers, of the precious gifts that you give us and how to cherish and treasure every gift that comes from you. Lord, we just pray a special blessing on mothers today. Bless this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Just turn with me to Exodus chapter 2. We're going to be um, looking at a mother's love in perilous times, and the story will come out of Exodus. But for those of you who are mothers today, I want you to think back with me for a moment to that time when you first realized that you were going to be a mom. Remember that sonogram? As the outline of your child's head got clearer and clearer on the screen, and the very first time you saw that tiny little heart beating as if to scream out, life as you know it is over. <laughs> And how true it was. You were officially a mom. Some things come instinctively, don't they? Caring for that newborn, how to hold your baby, just comes instinctively. But what really scares us and scared me was, what are we going to do when that baby's out of my arms and that baby learns to drive? Uh-oh. What am I going to do when I'm not there every second in that baby's life? Moms, do you remember the first real illness your child had? When the fever was so hot and the breathing so labored, they were struggling to catch their next breath. I remember those days. Poor Dr. Sheverton, one of the best pediatricians in Pomona. He was so patient and understanding. Back in the days when you could call a doctor in the middle of the night, they, that actually used to happen. <laughs> I was sure that it was spinal meningitis <laughs> or some other deadly disease that was making my baby so sick. He would just look at me and kind of pat me on the head and say, it's going to be okay, Mama. Moms, remember that first day of school? As your little girl or little boy steps onto that bus and you feel like a part of your heart is being torn right out of your chest in front of you? That first date. When you have to entrust your little princess to a savage idiot. <laughs> or your prince 
to a wicked city woman who just <laughs> might vamp him. <laughs> How about when they go off to college? Have you had that experience? That's when the apron strings and the umbilical cord starts getting cut with dirty scissors, huh? Rusted scissors, mm-hmm. Not good. Or some of your moms have had the experience of opening the door and saying goodbye to that baby as he or she goes into the armed forces. Letting him go into God's hands. How about when you get that phone call and they ask you, Okay, so mom, would you be prefer to be called grandma, nana, or nanny? <laughs> but life as a mom is a constant roller coaster, isn't it, moms? Of emotions. But moms today, I want to let one of the great mothers of our faith put an arm around you, give you a hug, and lend you a word of encouragement. God put this in the Bible for a reason today, ladies. It's just for you. Today we're going to see how a mother's love persevered in very perilous times. Great example, Jochebed, the mother of Moses, an amazing woman she showed trust and faithfulness to the Lord during one of the most perilous times a baby boy could ever be born. The Jews had been in Egypt for 400 years and things were going quite well. Joseph had saved the country from a famine, but eventually he was forgotten by the Egyptian rulers and the pharaohs. And this new pharaoh, as we think, Ramses II, was afraid of the Jews because they were so many of them and they were becoming powerful. And he decided and he made a proclamation that all male Hebrew babies, boys, were to be killed by their midwives. Wow. That's quite a proclamation, isn't it? But instead of letting her baby be murdered, Jochebed used her God-given instincts, and they were good to save her son. Much like the danger facing the children born into Hebrew homes in Egypt today, our world, as we all know, is becoming a very dangerous and uncertain place to raise children, isn't it? From the twisted and warped family values preached by the media to crime and terrorist attacks and bombings on the streets, our children, our precious babies, are living in perilous times, aren't they? In a recent trip to Seattle that Larry and I took, I was talking to a beautiful young woman at the front desk of the hotel. And this 
hotel had a security incident that morning, not, ex not to the degree of the bombing in Boston, but along the same line. And the hotel staff was, I mean, it was just, they were just panicked. The tension was so, was so thick you could cut it with a knife. And I asked this young lady how she was doing. How are you doing? And she responded just with, with terror and fear in her voice and panic worried eyes. The world is so scary, she said. I've decided not to bring children into this dangerous world. She had the instincts of a mother, didn't she? And she didn't know it. She had a deep, protective instinct placed there by God. I remember saying, you know, I get it, but family is so important to me. I used to feel the same way when I got married, but I'm so glad I didn't let the terror of this world stop me from the blessing of having a family. You know, life in the 60s was a lot like life today. Riots, Kent State, bombings. Remember the weathermen, if you've been around as long as I have? Kidnapping of Patty Hearst. It wasn't a safe place. Tears welled up in her eyes, and she said, you know, I just wanted to reach across the desk and hug her. She said, my, my family's in Florida. I miss them so much. Thank you for talking to me today. And you know, those protective instincts as a mother, they never leave you. You want to protect your child from the danger and the evil of this world so bad from evil you cannot control, from sickness, from being misunderstood. Oh my goodness, if you think your child is misunderstood, you're like a mother bear, aren't you? From being, how about from being ridiculed? I, oh my goodness, if anybody ever makes fun of my kids. You know, you just, you just want to do something about it, don't you? How about being slighted, being overlooked? How about unfair teachers? They don't bother to really figure out what's going on in your child's head. They just want it the easy way. How about the devil's schemes? You know that he has a, he has a plan, he has a scheme for your child. There's a big target on your child's chest. He says, that kid's mine. How about bad friends? Big danger. Bad friends. Big danger. The list goes on and on. So let's see what Exodus 2, let's see what the Bible says about a mother's love in perilous times. Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, 
she hid him for three months. She hid him for three months. A mother's love in perilous times demonstrates God's protective love. He shows us how to protect our children. What did she do when she saw her baby was in danger? She hid him. She hid him for three months. How do you hide a baby for three months? They're not quiet, are they? They've got a, they, you know, by three months, they've got quite a powerful set of lungs on them, don't they? Just walk by the nursery sometimes. <laughs> Jochebed was aware of real danger. She looked with horror, or maybe she couldn't look, as other baby boys were being killed by their midwives. But guess what? There was no way. There was no way she was going to stand by and let this happen to her child. She went against the grain. She didn't just roll over and submit to evil. She took action and she hid Moses. It is born in the heart of every mother to hide their child from danger. That comes from God. There's going to be many, many times in the life of your child when they may be in imminent danger. You can sense danger. You can smell it. It's called discernment. God gives it to you, moms. It's called discernment. You know, a teacher may be leading your child down the wrong path and filling their mild, my, minds with wrong information. Never ignore, moms, your danger warnings. Never ignore the sounds of a train coming your way. Never roll over and submit to the evil plans for your child. The Bible says God defends us. He takes a powerful, active role in our protection. This is how we are to protect our children. The Bible says he defends us. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is your heritage. The servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me declares the Lord, Isaiah 54, 17. The Bible says God guards us from attack. He will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Psalms 91, 11. Do for your kids, moms, what the Lord does for you. Follow the Lord's example for your children. Defend and guard your child from danger. Be bold and courageous. You may not always be their friend. Very well-known saying that I have quoted many times myself, you have to be willing to be hated. 
moms, you have to be willing to be hated by your child. Did you know that? You've got to be willing. They'll be your friend later. They'll love you later. When you're making those tough calls, you have to be willing to be hated. God didn't call you to be their best friend. He called you to be their mom. If the Lord wakes you up in the middle of the night and you hear, danger, 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 don't just lay there in bed. Get up. Get on your knees. Start praying. You might even want to do what my dad used to do. The Lord would wake him up in the middle of the night about one of his children. He was led by the Spirit, I must say. He didn't just pray. He did a lot of that. I could hear him all night long praying for his kids. But he got up, got in the car, and God directed him to the house where his children were partying. He didn't know these people. He didn't know where he was going. But God showed him. Knock on the door. Can you imagine the shock of that kid's face when they opened the door and dad was there? Yep. He did not stand by and let the devil have his children. Moms, don't stand by and let the devil have your children. Verse 3 says, But when she could hide him no longer, there came a point. She got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. A mother's love in, in perilous times is resourceful it is resourceful her mind was at work what am I going to do what am I going to do I can just see her thinking about this oh no he's making too much noise someone's going to report me what am I going to do next what resources do I have looking around she spotted a basket it was all she had in her hands she waterproofed it with tar and pitch. Looking around, there's the Nile River. Okay, I guess I could hide the baby in the, in the rushes. So she used what she had in her hands. I have seen mothers from many walks of life use what's in their hands for their child. They may not have been rich. They may not have had a lot of resources as they scramble to find help for their child. But I have seen women bang on the closed doors of schools, hospitals, and special agencies and not give up till they find the resources for their child's need. There is nothing in the world like it. Mothers who were told their child would never read end up with brilliant children who have amazing careers. A mother who was told her child with polio would never walk got hold of the hem of Jesus' garment and gave him no rest until her prayers for her baby was for healing was answered. That was my husband's mother. I'm sure that you all have mothers, you know of mothers, who held on to hope in perilous times and saw miracles take place before your eyes. A mother's love in perilous times demonstrates letting go while standing by. Then she placed the child 
in it, in the Nile, and put it among the reeds along the bank. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen. Imagine Jochebed mustered up the courage as she walked to the edge of the Nile, bent over, pushed the reeds aside, and let the precious basket slip into the water. She was putting her child at risk, wasn't she? But for her baby, there was no other choice, no other way out. I remember the first time I left my children with a babysitter. It took me a long time to do that. I was one of those mothers that would, you know, wait until the kid was making so much noise, I had to put that child in the nursery. So I had to put, I, I had to have a babysitter because it was an event I couldn't squirm out of. That poor babysitter. Every 15 or 10 minutes, the girl got a call. We had a swimming pool that was just like right outside our back door. And I just was scared to death to leave my baby. So every 15 minutes I called and I said, um, is the back door to the pool locked? You haven't gone out there, have you? Would, would you mind just checking and telling me exactly what the lock looks like right now? <laughs> Is that, that doesn't happen to any other moms, does it? But Jochebed, you know, she, she had a plan to let go while standing by. And she put a very responsible young lady, Miriam, his sister, posted at a distance to stand guard to see what would happen. She wasn't texting that day, was she? <laughs> she wasn't rolling her eyes at her mom that day, was she? She wasn't bored or sleepy or playing. She was on the alert. She was watching. She felt like her mom felt that something was going to happen. Something good was going to happen as they released Moses into God's hand. And that's what the Lord does for us. That's what he plants in the hearts of every, every mother. He allows us to go through things while standing alongside of us and watching us. He doesn't walk away when we're, we're in those dangerous, risky spots. Psalms 121.5 says, The Lord himself watches over you. He's right there. He stands beside you as your protective shade. He's right there. And moms, that's what he wants us to do with our kids. You know, we might have that leash, we might have to let go, but there's that protective shade. We're right there. We're, we're watching. A mother's love in perilous times seizes opportunities. Seizes 
opportunities. This is an important one. This is an important one. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Now listen to this. Then his sister, she was right there, wasn't she? Asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go up and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, girl, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. Jacob had trained Miriam well, hadn't she? <laughs> this girl was pretty smart. She saw an opportunity And she went for it, didn't she? How many opportunities does the Lord bring our way that we miss? Miriam sees that moment and history was changed forever. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 said, be very careful then how you live. Be very careful. Not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. A mother's love in perilous times knows how to release her child into God's destiny. So when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Jacob, she taught Moses, her baby. She trained him, nursed him. She loved him, rocked him, kissed his hurts. But then, like Hannah, she released him back and took him back to the place of his destiny. She could have thought, I am not sending my baby, I'm not sending my boy back into Pharaoh's courts. But being the wise mother she was, she believed in the strength and the courage that she had imparted to Moses, and she knew him very well. You know your kid? You know, you know their strengths? You know them? She knew him. She knew that he could stand up. She knew he was strong enough to reach for 
his destiny and that she had to be wise enough not to hold him back. It's an important life lesson for moms when it's time to let go. It's time to let go. Don't hold him back. You'll know when it's time. I'm sure that she knew his life would be a life of conflict and pain and misunderstanding. But she laid at that point aside the protective role that she played when Moses was an infant and accepted her new role as a prayer warrior. The Bible says this to all moms. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. Jacob believed this. Jacob was truly a woman of great courage in perilous times. Let her encouragement, moms, today give you the strength and the inspiration that we all need to raise your children and to support your grandchildren in these perilous, ungodly times. Like Jacob, against all odds, let's decide to demonstrate God's protective love to our children in times of danger. As mothers, let's determine to use whatever resources we have available to create a place of safety and promise for our children. Like Jacob, let's demonstrate God's love to our children by letting go while standing by. And let's all remember to seize every opportunity, every blessing the Lord brings our way. And the most challenging lesson of all, let's learn how to release our child into God's destiny. I want to encourage you mothers today to have the courage to be willing to stand for God in perilous times. And your children will recognize your courage and they will arise and call you blessed. Blessed. The Lord's richest blessings on you all today. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs>